The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Dressed. It's your host, Liv Perez. I am recording for you guys today while I am sitting on the couch in my hotel room in Paris, looking out the window, seeing like the beautiful facade of a Parisian building. Just feels so special. I've been here for about three days now, and today is the first slow morning that I've had. So like I'm on the couch, I've got a cup of tea in hand, I have a face mask on, and I'm just very, very grateful to be sitting down and kind of debriefing a little bit with you guys today. I got here on Monday and went like straight into go time, which is kind of what Paris Fashion Week has always felt like for me. You get here, you go straight into fittings, you're seeing friends, you've got appointments, dinners, all that stuff. So I spent the first day kind of getting ready, going around. I got drinks with a friend at Hemingway Bar, which if you haven't been to, I actually hadn't been before, is so charming and a must add to your Paris list. It's in the Ritz Paris and it's just like so small off to the corner and kind of feels like an old school speakeasy. They only serve cocktails, hamburgers, hot dogs, and lobster rolls, which is really my kind of restaurant. Like that's my kind of place. You know what I mean? Like Minimal options, but the best options. I had a whiskey sour. I had some burgers. The vibes were immaculate. Honestly, it was the perfect welcome to Paris. So I did that. I did the Dior show yesterday, which honestly, I'm not going to lie. Like now I've had 24 hours to reflect on it. It feels like a fashion Super Bowl for me. It is such an honor to be able to be here and go do that show. And it just feels so grand and really kind of like a a pinnacle moment for me in my career anytime I get to go. And I actually haven't been, I feel like in close to like eight, seven or eight years. The last time I went, I had just graduated college and I was just starting out my career. And I remember I did an interview for Harper's Bazaar and I was so young. You can Google the photos, which is going to take you down memory lane really fast. But so it's been a long time and it's great now looking back to be able to go to something and be like, wow, I've grown so much. I've progressed so much. I was a totally different person. I was so young, barely felt present, barely felt honestly like alive. So it was nice to be there yesterday and really feel kind of in my place and just so excited to be there. I actually did a collaboration with Dior Beauty where we covered my entire getting ready process. So if you haven't seen that, go on my Instagram was really fun, super quick reel showing some of my makeup looks and behind the scenes. And I actually got to go backstage after the show and interview Peter Phillips, who's currently the creative and image director of Dior Beauty. And I just, I love that man. He's so wonderful and so warm every time I see him. We immediately hugged and I got to interview him and ask him questions and kind of understand the inspiration behind the beauty for the show. And the beauty for the show is really cool. It was super natural, very glowy with this beautiful pop of color right kind of like in the corner of the eye, bright pink. Like he was like, it's flamboise, like raspberry pink. And while it was such a statement, it kind of felt like it like, it really blended in with the whole collection. The collection was really utilitarian. It was kind of an ode to the 60s, reflecting back on an era where women were kind of allowed for the first time to dress for every day and to dress for going to work. And so So it was really cool to kind of have that pop of color in contrast to clothes that felt a little bit more every day. And that's actually, I think, what was my favorite part about the collection. And believe me when I say I am the first person who wants to put on like a Dior dress skirt top moment. But it was actually really nice to sit at the show and see moments where I was like, oh, I could wear that literally any day. And it would be so chic, so tailored, so put together. 
So it was a beautiful show. It was great to walk around the venue and see so many people that I would fangirl over and such a great opportunity to be able to see Peter again and get a little inspiration behind the show. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. It's on my Instagram now. Such an honor to be there. And I'm just excited to be here. I'm here until actually the day you guys are going to be listening to this is when I'm flying back. So nice long trip in Paris, but I have a few more shows a few more meetings. And if you missed any of it, again, make sure you go check it out on my Instagram. Okay. I've been so excited about today's episode for like weeks now. I've been ideating on it, thinking about it, how to bring it to life. And it's actually something that I think I've been excited about because as I've kind of entered my 30s and have been thinking about fashion and my style evolution and like looking back on ways that I used to dress, I've kind of always felt this moment of like cringe. I've been like, oh, why did I wear that? Why did I look like that? And I feel like that's a really relatable feeling. I feel like all of us feel that way. Really eager to change that mindset for myself. One, obviously it's super negative, but secondly, I want to be able to look back on the things that I'm wearing and be like, you tried it. You were figuring it out. You were finding yourself. And now you feel a little bit more yourself. But all that needed to happen to get to where you are now, which is a deeper understanding of like what works for me and what doesn't work for me. So I'm trying to redefine looking back on some of our most embarrassing moments or moments where we felt cringe about our style, which is how Fashion Faux Pas was born. So for those of you who are tuning in and might have missed it on my Instagram, I wanted to do an episode all about our collective fashion faux pas. Paw quite literally translates to a false step. It's maybe a styling mistake that you've made, maybe a really embarrassing moment or a look that you deeply regret. I know I have so many. And this actually was inspired because a few episodes ago, I told you guys a story about a very bad sheer dress moment that I had where I went to a show I felt so beautiful. I thought I was looking really great. I loved this dress that I had on. And all the while, it was super sheer. And you could see pretty much everything underneath. And I remember that moment traumatizing me for like weeks. Like anytime I thought about it, I had all those icky knots in my stomach. And it was really hard for me to like really make peace with for a while. But now I think that I've talked about it It's given me a different level of comfort and knowing that it happens to all of us. And that was the inspiration for this episode. So I went on my Instagram. I told you guys a little bit about what a faux pas is and encouraged you guys to send in stories, whether via email or via a voice note, of your absolutely crazy moments. And some of them are really funny. So today I included a few. We're going to go through them. I'm going to give you guys a few tips on maybe how to avoid them, some things that I have with me in my everyday life, just in case things like that happen. And then a few of my own experiences in between. I feel like as I've gotten older, I've become way more aware of these like faux pas moments. I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, I think I thought I was a seamstress. Like I would literally go out and like if I put something on and it didn't work, I would like cut it, I would stitch it, I would hem it and do it all myself. And there are some looks that I look back on and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, did I really just cut the hem of that dress because it was too long of me on me and I thought the frayed hem on the bottom would work and no one would notice? Yes. I'll give you my own example from one literally two weeks ago. I was at New York Fashion Week and I think something that a lot of my followers and maybe people who love following fashion content and influencers during Fashion Week don't really understand, so I'll shine a little bit of a light on, is how Fashion Week dressing works. A brand will invite me to their show. They'll either invite me into their showroom for a fitting or they'll ask you to pick through a lookbook. I'm pretty seasoned at this point, so I know what's going to fit me and what's not. 
I usually will never pull a pair of pants. I'm 5'4". I know they're just not going to fit me. That's something that I've learned about myself. But this one show during this New York Fashion Week, it was between like a dress and a suit and it was snowing in New York and it was freezing. And I was like, let's go for the suit because I don't want to freeze my butt off and I'd rather be warm and comfortable and feel good. So the suit arrives. I'm in my hotel room. It's the day of the show. I had a lot of confidence about this look. I knew it was going to be good. I loved the suit. It was beautiful. Came with this really amazing belt. So well made. But of course, I completely forgot about my height. And when I went to go try them on, they were literally miles, miles longer than my actual body. Like, I think I might have been able to fit another human in the bottom of those pants. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tack them, which is something I do frequently. I'll either like take a needle and thread and hem the bottom in a very like makeshift way, or I'll put safety pins in the bottom. So I'll take them off. I'll like measure them exactly where I need them to. And then I'll safety pin the bottom of the pants up to where they need to be so that the inside of them like doesn't drape down. But so I'm like really confident, like it's looking great. Of course I go out in the world, I see the photos back and it's like, it literally looks like the Rocky Mountains. Like the bottom of the pants are like two different levels. One like slopes up. And of course, if you're not properly humming, it's going to be like rounded and look absolutely crazy. So definitely went into that with a lot of confidence and it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. But hey, at least I tried. It worked for the time being. And honestly, some pictures it looks great. Some pictures it doesn't. Some pictures you can like really see the pin lines like in the pant. Like there's just like a random crease in the middle of my calf which honestly I thought was really cute for my outfit. But you know, that's kind of how it goes with Fashion Week. You never really know what you're going to get. Sometimes a brand picks for you. Sometimes you get a piece that's way too big and you kind of just got to make do. But so this is why on this note, there are some things that I will always have in my house. And it's kind of like my little like fashion dop kit. And in this little dop kit, is a sewing kit. You can sew up a tiny hole on the fly. A bunch of safety pins. Like I literally go on Amazon and buy those like 50 packs of safety pins because for those pair of the pants, I think I needed the entire pack to make that work. So a box of safety pins. I always have a tied to go pen and shout wipes. Personally, I prefer a shout wipe. I stuff them in my bag everywhere I go and know that I'm covered. God forbid there's a stain that happens. I also always have band-aids because I am that person who blisters so easily. The last thing that I have in this top kit is hair bands in a bunch of different sizes. So I have like a big black hair band and then I have those mini like kind of clear ones that are great for your hair. The reason that I have hair ties, one, if you're wearing a blazer and the sleeves are too long, one of my biggest pro tips is to put a hair tie kind of where like the crease of your elbow is and then fold the jacket over that hair tie. Obviously make sure the hair tie, nobody can see it, but it kind of gives you this really effortless rolled up blazer. And it's all just because that little hairband is hiding right there. Here's the reason why I bring the mini clear hair ties. One, obviously they're great if you like don't want to see a hair tie in your look, but two, It was one time a few years ago, I was out at a club with a bunch of friends. We were out a little bit too late. It was summer. I was in these like heeled sandals. And I always find that my shoes stretch in the summer. And especially being out all night, dancing on my feet, it was a recipe for disaster with these shoes. The thong part of the shoe ends up snapping, which really sucked because I was out and basically just like in a heeled thong that like had no support in it. I was able to use this hair tie to like tie a knot on both ends where it snapped and then use another one to connect them. And by the way, it stuck together 
all night long. Literally all night long. It was such a lifesaver. And look, I'm sure you guys are probably like, wait, you have all of this like little dop kit and like your night out bag. No, I definitely like pair it back. If I have like a little pocket in my night out bag, I'll do like a shout wipe, a black hair tie, the little clear hair tie and a safety pin. Just like the things that you could possibly need for an emergency. God forbid anything happens for any of your like amazing looks while you're out. So in terms of fashion faux pas, I have stories for days. The shoe, the dress, the pants. There have been so many moments while I've worked in fashion where I've just kind of had to make things work. And honestly, shit happens. I like to prepare for the worst. You just never know. Okay, let's get into some of your stories because I was honestly reading these last night getting ready for this episode. And I was, uh, there was, there were tears in my eyes and some of them I was laughing so hard. Okay, this is from someone named Carolina. Hey, Carolina. She said, it was my first time going to a bridal shower and it was a super fancy sit down brunch at a really nice restaurant. I wore white slacks and a colorful top. And I was sat next to another girl who was going to attend the wedding. We chatted for a bit before she said, bold of you to wear white to a bridal shower. I was instantly embarrassed and refused to get up the rest of the shower or take pictures with the bride, even though I knew the bride wouldn't care. I was wearing white pants. And then at the wedding, the same girl came up to me and said, I see you aren't wearing white this time. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That would make me like crawl into a shell. I'm so sensitive, especially if someone like comments on what I'm wearing while I'm out. That's like the worst thing you can possibly do. Like if you have a thought about what someone's wearing, like save it for another time. Like don't buzz kill their day literally in the moment while they're wearing it and like have nowhere to go. Like that's just mean, I think, because then they get so insecure. They're overthinking everything and it ruins the day. Maybe just like shoot a text later and be like, hey, you know, I noticed you were wearing white. Not sure if the bride was okay, but like just a little like pro tip, like don't do that for the wedding type thing. Like I feel like that would be a nice friend. I feel like that is a way nicer way to handle the situation than like making someone feel super shitty in the moment. Okay, let's talk about white for weddings because this is a very interesting faux pas for me. I have a really good friend who like her aunt wore a full on white dress to her rehearsal dinner and it was like drama, 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 drama. Which is why I say I think the number one rule when it comes to wearing white of any kind to any type of wedding event, bridal showers, bachelorettes, whatever it is, one, know your audience. Like for my wedding, for example, I really don't care. Like I'm just a believer that like people know I'm the bride, like they're coming to my wedding and someone wearing like a cream or an off-white isn't really going to take away from my day. That's me though and my personal preference. I don't care. Like when I go on my bachelorette, if one of my friends wants to wear like a beautiful white dress on the beach, all good with me. I would just say if you are going to wear white pants, make sure that you're wearing like a bright color or a black top to really subdue those white pants. Do not wear anything light with it. Like no nudes, no yellows, none of that. Make sure that the focus of your outfit is on a top. Again, that's my preference because I don't really care about the white rule and especially a white pant feels like so harmless and just part of an outfit. Again, it's all about knowing your audience. My advice to all of you in general, because I don't know your friends. I don't know like your crazy aunt that's going to get mad at you. Just stay away from white in general at all costs from any bridal function. It's just not worth the headache. It's just not worth someone in this moment like coming up to you and being like, asshole. Like all of that is not necessary over a pair of pants. But again, know your audience. If you have a friend who really likes to be traditional and abide by that tradition, all the power to them, to each their own. We all have to respect our brides and give them their moments. But 
Oh my God, Carolina, I'm so sorry that that happened to you because that just sucks. I hate when people comment on my outfits when I'm like out in the world and I'm there. Like literally the other night I had dinner with my friends and I had like had a long day. I was packing and I like didn't have time to do my hair. So I like, threw it up in one of my like cute little buns. I put my like favorite gray sweater on, jeans and like a little kitten heel. And I sat down and my friend was like, you're giving major like mom energy right now with like your bun and like your cute little sweater and like an earring. And I get what she was saying. She was like, you look cute, but I hated it. And I thought about it the whole night. If you're listening right now, my number one takeaway from this entire situation actually over not wearing white to any bridal function is do not comment on what people are wearing while they're wearing it. It's just not a good vibe. Like save it for another time. Like save it for a cute joke later over text. That's my real takeaway when it comes to commenting on what people are wearing. I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of heat for saying that I don't care about someone wearing white pants to my bridal shower. But you know what? I can't change who I am, guys. Sorry. I feel like it's an older tradition. And honestly, my one thing with my wedding that I'm telling everybody, my wedding is black tie and I'm not doing like color schemes. I'm like, I've seen people do like mood boards and I'm like, this is too far. I just want people to feel good and feel their best and wear something that they love. And that's all I care about. Like if you show up in white pants, I don't care. I just hope that you feel really good and your best self. Okay, this next one is so cute. She goes, okay, I thought this one was really funny because it happened when I was really young in a dance recital and wearing a like tuxedo one piece costume that snapped behind the neck. And in the middle of my performance, it completely unsnapped, fell all the way to my feet. And I was stark naked in front of all of the moms and dads at my dance recital. I somehow managed to pull it up, snap it up and keep dancing, but completely forgot the choreography and it was an absolute disaster. First of all, I want to know how young you are because I feel like there's an age where this is like a cute thing and then there's an age where it's just like really not cute and really honestly traumatizing. I feel like every single person listening right now probably has a moment that they can reflect on of being absolutely traumatized by something that happened in like their elementary school years. I can like immediately think back to one where someone was like pushing me down this. I think I was in like kindergarten. I was like being pushed down this like swing thing and someone like pushed me from my back but accidentally like pulled the back of my pants down and like saw my tush. And I remember being like <laughs> six years old and was like I still think about it to this day. 20 years later, I remember feeling so embarrassed. And I was like, I played it off like nothing happened. I was like, what? What happened? And they were like, oh, like we saw your butt. And I was like, no, you didn't. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what? <laughs> so I feel like we all have these moments that we reflect back on from when we were kids that really honestly define the way that we think about fashion. Like, I love that this listener saw my faux pas thing and was like, oh, I'm going to tell her about the time that I was in a dance recital and my entire costume fell off. Girl, I am so sorry that this happened. That is so awful and so mortifying as a kid. And I bet you got off stage and your parents gave you a really big hug and made it all better. But that's such a traumatizing thing to experience as a kid, your entire dress falling off. Here's one thing that I like do not believe in today, even while I'm getting dressed. I have zero faith in the snap. Zero. Like if it's a snap, you better believe that I'm safety pinning it or I'm having someone stitch me into it because I actually had a really similar situation. I was wearing a dress. It was beautiful, vintage Dior. And because it was vintage, there was no zipper. The entire side of it snapped. We're talking like 
30 snaps. It took me like an hour, I think, to snap myself into this dress. But it's one of my favorites, and I love her so much. I went out. I was wearing it. I was at an event. It was a big work event for me. So I was like reaching out my hand to shake people's hands, and I felt so beautiful. I felt very prim and proper because it was like a very formal dress. And I remember reaching out my hand to shake the like CEO of a company I really wanted to work with. I went to go shake their hand and the entire side of the dress that was a snap up unsnapped. And I really quickly like folded in my arm, like kind of like a chicken really fast. And so I was able to cover it. And I think he like barely noticed, but the entire thing unsnapped from like the base of my armpit down to, I'd say my hip bone. And this is why I don't believe in the snap. If you do have something that snaps maybe around your neck, snaps maybe around the side, snaps in the back, I highly recommend going to your local tailor and asking them to replace that snap with a zipper. You're just going to feel way more confident and way more secure. Those snaps are totally useless and it's like the most pointless thing you can possibly have on a piece of clothing and definitely the least reliable. So that's my biggest recommendation. Mindy, I wish I could have brought your cute little ballerina outfit to a tailor and had them replace it with maybe a hook and eye or maybe had someone sew you in so that this would have never happened to you. I'm so sorry that it did. But again, another great moment to learn from things that do and don't work for us. And one that does not work for me is the snap. It's just not reliable. Like if you stretch your arms, if you move your neck the wrong way, that thing is coming off in two seconds. Replace it for a zipper. Replace it for a hook and eye. Trust me. Especially my fellow brides listening right now, if you have any snaps on your wedding dress, even a bustle, for example, find an alternative to the snap. I was at a friend's wedding about a year and a half ago and her bustle was snapped to her wedding dress and it broke at the wedding party. So she had to literally hold her dress over her arm the entire night while she was dancing with her husband. And I I could tell she was upset. She kept coming up to me asking about it. She was with the girls in the bathroom trying to fix it. And it's because it was a snap. Don't rely on the snap. All right. Last story for the day, you guys. This has been really fun. I'm loving this episode and like learning from all these moments. And this has been so much fun so far. Okay. When I was in middle school and experimenting with fashion, by the way, I love this person because they capitalized experimenting with fashion as if it was like an era. Obsessed. Gonna do that moving forward. We were all in our experimenting with fashion eras at one point, guys. (laughs) So funny. I thought the coolest thing I could wear was a denim miniskirt, which by the way, definitely was the coolest thing you could wear. But then she goes, over denim jeans. Honestly, I, I kind of like that. Like, that's kind of cool. And I actually feel like that was a moment back in the day. Like, I feel like during the Avril Lavigne era, I was like wearing like a Denang skirt with like leggings underneath or something like that. Like, there was a lot of like layering pop punk vibe when I was growing up. So girl, this is like, you're, you're like trend setting and on brand here. Back to the story. And some random girls I don't even know stopped me and were like, that looks crazy. You should change. And my true fashion faux pas is I did. I took the skirt off in the bathroom because some randos didn't like it. I liked it, even though admittedly it did not age well. But I caved to peer pressure over personal style. Never again. Wow. Honestly, I think, again, this is another one of those moments where I can say everyone listening right now has a moment where they have worn something. They've been out in the world. Someone has been an asshole, and you've gone into the bathroom and changed. I think I had that moment so many times in high school. So listener who turned that in, don't feel bad. We've all been there. Again, I go back to this moment of saying like commenting on what people are wearing out in the world is one of like the, that's the real faux pas in my mind. Like wear what you want. The real 
misstep is people commenting on it in the moment and making you feel like shit. Because if you put that on and you left the door, it means you had some level of confidence wearing it. Whether it landed or not, like it's something you wanted to try. And I'm so here for that. Like I can think of so many moments where I was home and wearing something and I looked in the mirror and I was like, yeah, I look cool. I look great. And then I got out in the world and it didn't look as great as it did in the mirror. And that happens. Like that is okay. Context is important. Sometimes being in your closet and wearing something and then wearing it to a party just doesn't translate. And that's how you learn. That's how you learn what works for you, what doesn't, the colors that work for you, the shapes that work for you. Everybody has to go through that. I mean, guys, we're all out here like idolizing Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen for the row, but like, have you seen some of their looks from the old days? Like, have you? Like, Google them. Like, just please take a moment to Google them. Everybody has to go through eras where things just don't work to find the things that do work. What I really want to know is when you went and took the denim skirt off, like, where'd you put it? Like, did it go in your locker? Did it go in your purse? Like, that's what I want to know. Where did it go? (laughs) Because I had so many moments in high school where I was like stuffing things that I didn't like into a bag and was like, oh, I never wore that. I had that on because I was like, doing an art project or something. I made up some lie just to make myself feel better. But I think this one is a really good one to end on because, again, the reason why I wanted to do this episode was, one, to like highlight those moments that we all learned and grew from because we all have those. They've all taught us different lessons about ourselves, the way we react to other people, the way we react to our own reflections, and like what we're willing to try out there in the world. And I want everyone to know that All those things that you did as a kid that maybe traumatized you, you should still be doing now, in my opinion. You should still be trying crazy fashion moments. You should still be out there in the world and not worrying about what your friends have to say about what you're wearing. Because if you feel good, it's right. Like even at the Dior show, I actually wore this really cool top that had the body of just like a standard button down, but like fully didn't have a left arm. So my entire arm was out and it had this like gorgeous shoulder, like clavicle moment. And I loved it. And I remember when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, that could maybe look weird on me proportionally. But I tried it and loved it. And we all have to be out here trying those weird things because if we don't, what's the point of fashion? What's the point of getting dressed up every day if we're not going to experiment and find new sides of ourselves that we love? Even if that means trying a denim miniskirt over pants. All right, guys, this was so much fun. I loved hearing some of your stories. I loved being able to kind of go through them, give my tips commiserate with you all and hopefully turn some of these moments into things that we can just laugh about and reflect on kindly. I think it's so easy for all of us to have a lot of like shame and embarrassment about those moments from when we were younger or things that just didn't work. But for me, I'm really practicing looking back on those moments from, you know, maybe a time where I was wearing like those Jeffrey Campbell boots. And like, I can think back to a time in high school where I wore like bright pink plastic star earrings. Like, I'm working on showing up with a lot of love for that person because those were the moments that inspired who I am today, got me out there trying new fashion and made me fall in love with it to begin with. So, If you're thinking about those moments for yourself right now, show yourself a little bit of love. I adore you guys. Thank you to everyone who turned in stories. This was really fun. And I hope the first of many. As you guys know, we have a new episode next Monday. I'll be back stateside, some new interviews coming out. And of course, I'm going to be recapping all of fashion month. We're going to be talking new trends, shows I loved, street style I loved, and so much more. Have an amazing week ahead, everybody. I hope that it's starting off strong already, and I'll see you guys next week.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.